Hello, friends. This is Jeremy. Remember that Days of Future Cast and all of the podcasts on the DuckFeed.tv network are supported by Patreon. That's patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Go check it out and donate a couple of dollars for access to cool, excellent things like early episodes, exclusive episodes, cool discounts, and just like a whole lot more stuff that I haven't even looked at recently, so I'm having trouble remembering. That's patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. New Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. How intolerant I can be. Not a good idea. How intolerant. Not a good idea. I can be. Not a good idea. How intolerant. Not a good idea. I can be. Not a good idea. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where me and Gary confessed our crush on Bearded Magneto while watching the X-Men animated series. How are you today, Gary? Things are good? I'm doing well. You're doing well? Doing okay. Yeah. Just uh, hanging out. It's a, it's a crisp autumn day. Is it? Uh, in Portland? <laughs> yeah. It is, it's it is, yeah. so hot here. It's so really? fuck. Oh, my God. It's like 90 degrees outside right now. It's oh, ridiculous. Oh, no. <laughs> Autumn drove. Uh, Autumn drove four hours north and texted me. She says it's fifty-one degrees right now, and I'm 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 freaking out. I don't have any clothes for this because it's just it's just hot all the time down here. We don't we don't get seasons anymore. Man, yeah, well, it's, well that sucks. I'm, it does. <laughs> sorry, you thanks. Bought a house on the sun. Thanks, the, I did. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and if everything if the weather keeps up, it's going to be on the coast as well because the bottom half of Louisiana is just going to keep falling off into the ocean. That's my, true. Uh, my hope is that I can sell this as beachfront property and get way more yeah. money back out of it than I <laughs> put at in the, at the very last minute. Yeah, <laughs> I can wait, just move. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> we've been uh we've been watching this show called Grand Designs. Have you heard of this show? Mm-mm. It's um it's a no. It's a show based in England where these people build just the most ridiculous houses ever. And uh, But it's not like incredibly rich people. It's just people with absurd amounts of money that are wasting it on this house. And uh, one of them was a couple that wanted to live like on the water. So they went up to like this place and the, like there's no houses on any of this property because it's literally falling into the ocean at rates of like – like in the next 60 years, they think they're going to get 60 years out of this house. They're spending like $400,000 building. Wow. And um, <clears throat> during the building, like a storm comes through and knocks off like 10 years worth in one, one go. And, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and the house is beautiful. Like the house is absolutely gorgeous. Like it's, it's got this great design and like all of this architectural blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's a really nice looking house and it's looks very livable and it's going to last for maybe 50 years if they can't figure out a way to stop it from falling into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Extremely yeah, that, that, ridiculous. That is a bummer. I don't uh, I don't know what to It's a weird, you know, I thought about this before and I can't remember if I brought this up on a show or something, but it's kind of strange how uh and it's, it's not strange. I'm sure this information's out there. I just am ignorant and don't know it. But how we get suburbs, like there are new suburbs that will crop up in our lifetime. Like the, sure. my hometown is slowly turning into a suburb of Chicago. Mhm. But there aren't like new cities, you know, like nobody, like there's just not kind of not the money and the kind of venture capitalism, you know, uh, where people make new cities, but it feels like given that how many cities are on the coast with this, this idea of, you know, encroaching waters and climate change and such that like, it would make sense. 
to, to like, like start build like, a know, city. Pick, yeah. Yeah. Like pick, pick some, you know, some area in, you know, the, the huge, just kind of empty middle part of this country. And like, I understand it's not easy. It's expensive. There's tons of infrastructure, but like, it just seems like that would make sense to me in a weird way. It would take so much money that no one's going to put up that money, but it's just kind of a strange thing that we don't have that anymore. Like it used to be like, there could be a new city and now that's not the case. Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's, it's also weird because like population dictates a lot of those, those labels. Um, because I've mm-hmm. like, since I've been working in South Louisiana and I've, I worked with, with a lot of public utilities and like knowing the difference between a, a village and a town and a city. Like I've seen, I've seen, yeah. I've seen like, um, towns down here become towns and then become cities as like, uh, specifically during hurricanes where a lot of like large amounts of population will move out of new Orleans and the surrounding areas. Like those areas grow up and become like, way more cities but like especially down here where we, we don't really do anything with infrastructure because we're all idiots that depend on oil money uh it's it just gets, gets so overpopulated so quickly like it's ridiculous mm. um covington the town of, or city of covington uh, it used to be town of is is like that where it's it's a beautiful place and like i remember it as being kind of a smaller town full of trees and like on the water and really really pretty and nice and now it's just like filled to the brim of people with uh you know large large amounts of like chain shops but no actual like city infrastructure right like nobody's building um high rises or anything like that like it's none of that exists which is really strange to me it's not really strange like i'm sure that shit's expensive and you probably don't get much of a return on it like there's just especially in louisiana there's just not a lot of like tall buildings that you would consider like a cityscape yeah i guess i should should clarify that like you know, villages will be and towns will grow up to become cities by like definition, mm-hmm. but not cities in a traditional sense. Like, yeah, Los Angeles is a city, you know, or, or Portland is a city, or Seattle's a city. Like, you know, like there there are no more kind of like we have those kind of dense urban major metropolitan areas, and it is I don't think we've seen one of those kind of come about. I'm you know? curious if people are still like founding cities, right? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it seems like every once in a while you'll see one of those like unusual news stories where a town will be for sale. Yeah. You know, like you could could, like buy a town, like a town selling itself. You could own that town. And then I just think like, well, if that, if that's happening, like it just feels like there's gotta be some kind of movement on that, you know? And I just don't know. But instead, you know, like the, the, you know, wealth disparity as such that, uh, you know, unless they want to do that, if there's no money in it, no one, none of these people are going to do it. So that's why you should make me one of the richest people in America. And I will just found a city. So you, can build, you can build a city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in a Wikipedia article, which is a uh, like a list of cities, planned cities by country. Mm. And according to this Wikipedia article, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen planned but unbuilt cities just in California. Wow. So that's that's really weird. There's also a list of um, secret cities built as part of the Manhattan Project, which is just oh, a really, yeah. which is just a really weird sentence to see on like a Wikipedia article. Secret cities. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a cool. That, that's great. Like that is mm-hmm. a that is a cool Wikipedia dive. Yeah, for this sure. is this is good. I'll put this in. I'll put this in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it's just because it's because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if it does seem like it, it's we're stalling, we're not. We're covering two episodes today, One Man's Worth, Part 1 and 2, which I think are cool episodes. But the issue being the second episode, not a whole lot happens. The first episode is very dense with cool shit. The second episode goes by pretty quick because there's like not a whole lot to it. Well, and they and they this is a time travel episode. 
So they, they spend some time like billing Tedding their way through. So just by the nature of time travel stuff, like you get a lot of the stuff that we saw in episode one in the second episode, just from mm-hmm. <clears throat> a minorly different point of view that doesn't, it's not very significant sometimes. It's, uh, and there, it's good. I like it. I like a lot of this. Like the mutant stuff is really, really great. Like this whole alternate timeline where uh, Wolverine and Storm are hooking up is very, very good. Wolverine is the star of the show in my mind. Like he's so great in this mm-hmm. episode, just throughout. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to kick a racist ass. Like that's great. yeah that's really fun Uh, but yeah it is it is it is by nature going to be i think a little bit shorter just because you know as we see the same thing happening over and over again we can't really like okay and this is the second time that they come through the diner and do the thing so yeah we're we're gonna get into it here we'll start off with a one man's worth part one bishop and shard recruit wolverine and storm for a time travel mission to save professor xavier's life except they're the Wolverine and Storm from a parallel timeline where Xavier died before founding the X-Men, a world where humans and mutants are in constant war with one another. Not only do the pair of mutants lack the connection to him, but can, uh, correcting history may put an end to their marriage. Aww. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, this is all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is going to start in uh, May 11th, uh, 1959. They, they do the, the smart thing of putting their ending first. Um, and yeah. we see uh, Bishop, Wolverine, and Storm... And I don't think Shard is here at this point, but I, I could be wrong. But they're all wearing... Shard could just be like... And people who are asking if you're like, who's Shard? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> they don't uh, They don't really explain it in this episode. I. This is one of those things where I had to be like, you know, I know who these characters are because I have the comics knowledge. But for somebody who didn't know who this was, yeah, they're probably like, who the fuck is Shard? It's it's like almost like they just made Bishop a girlfriend that like just like dresses like Bishop. <laughs> You know, like, it's almost like the, you know, the weird thing where they had Mrs. Sinister and like girl actus and, and mm-hmm. Marvel was kind of changing everyone into girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, but Shard is Bishop's sister and, uh, is from like a pretty shitty period of the comics, like 1995 to 1998. There's a whole lot of Shard going on. Um, she is not particularly good. She actually, uh, Bishop actually spe- spells that out in, in this episode. Because uh, I think the is second it this episode, one or I thought it was when she died. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but dies, I mean, yeah. you go through a lot of episodes. Like she's introduced, and you don't find out who she is for a very long time. Yeah, um, I just assumed. The, I guess the weird part. Almost every time we've seen Bishop, we've seen like um, like a, someone running around with Bishop that it is not explained at all. But it's just like future mutant that is into Bishop stuff. Like that's pretty much what yeah. what she is. Um, so yeah, she's they're fighting Nimrod. Uh, Nimrod is the uh, robot sentinel from the future that can kill everything and come back to life and all that other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. When a Professor Xavier, and this is dated uh, very specifically for some reason, May eleventh, nineteen fifty nine. Yep. But Xavier is walking through a door and he sets off a bomb and, and dies. And then we go all the way to the future in 2055 with uh, Forge detecting like some sort of time manipulation. So he sends Bishop and Shard back uh, to the present day to uh, fix this, essentially. Except by the time uh, that Bishop and Shard get to the present day, the change in the past, Xavier dying, has caught up with the present day and changed it dramatically. And this is this is kind of a cool scene where, for whatever reason... Uh, Xavier, Wolverine, and Storm are all going on a picnic at the mansion, and there's this <laughs> yep. weird flirtation thing. When and like, for some reason, an incredibly hairy Wolverine is hanging out in a tree, and Storm is making weird comments about like the Eden, the Garden of Eden and like the apple of the, the, the evil apple or whatever. Uh, when 
like there's this huge dis- disturbance. <laughs> Professor Xavier's wheelchair, by the way, like helpfully says, temporal disturbance. Like, thank you, wheelchair. Really appreciate that. <laughs> the sky is sure pink. Bot. The sky yeah. is pink and flashing. This is I, I know I know it's a goddamn disturbance, chairbot. Yep. Uh, chairbot <clears throat> is is MVP of this episode. The um and and the, the Wolverine gets to make this joke, and I think he makes it twice. You know, because again. Uh, everything happens uh, twice in this episode where he's like, why can't we just deal with ants in like, a normal picnic? Yeah. Um, but then we, we pop again, you know, cause the, this temporal disturbance changes things and we're essentially in the age of apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say that apocalypse is not part of it, but the premise of age of apocalypse for people who have not, uh, don't know that comic is that, um, Xavier dies essentially like a world without Xavier, uh, is this, this, you know, we have a tons of, totalitarian horror shows in uh, the future of the X-Men. This is one of them uh, here. It's just portrayed as humans versus mutants instead of like apocalypse's weird survival of the fittest. But we have a lot of uh, things that are kind of part and parcel of age of apocalypse. Most notably that Magneto is uh, leading the X-Men. Um, and this is a very long, extremely cool fight scene with a lot of cameos, which is, you know, people who listen to the show know that we are here for. Yes. 100%. And just talk about Magneto's design here, like this full beard, like war outfit, like going to head, to, you know, going toe to toe with giant fucking robots. And it's so great, Gary. Like, I love all of yeah. this stuff. Um, even Beast Age of Apocalypse outfit is dope as hell. Like, he's got like kind of like a robot thing. He's got some Wolverine claws going. You know, he's got yeah. like the whole 90s, like, we have to have a belt for our belts <laughs> situation. <laughs> like, all of that stuff is, <laughs> it, but it really works. Like, the designs are, are, are really, really great in this. Yeah, it's really, really good. And his, like, bearded Magneto, he's got the helmet on as well. And he just, he looks like a fucking Viking. Yeah, it's you know, great. He, like, he, he looks super tough. Um, there's tons of weird, you know, characters here so we end up with um mimic uh is running around uh, mm-hmm. who was like one of the early x-men from the 60s like in his old outfit um you know we have uh age of apocalypse nightcrawler going through and doing things like it's just like tons of again you know call me call me simple for enjoying these, these cameos and stuff but tons of them you know all these age of apocalypse versions it's not age of apocalypse wolverine which very specifically is missing a hand but mm-hmm. it is uh you know we see uh age of apocalypse Sabretooth with wild child that little that little <laughs> yep, miniature sable yep. tiny tusk and you get tiny tusk and tusk versus saber tooth and I and love child. the fact that by the way that you said wild child I could tell it was spelled both of them are spelled with Y's. like I could just yeah. tell by the way that you said it <laughs> wild child um, so you know again huge fight very very cool um, and Magneto is not doing super well he's trying to save mimic mm-hmm. and is about to be squished uh, and uh, you know future storm and future Wolverine like Wolverine's like you know, I got to go save him. Um, all this fighting, you know, is happening. Uh, Mr. Sinister shows up. They, these robots are fighting are not Sentinels. Um, and then they bring in, send in the superhumans, which they, these are like the evil Avengers. Like these are all, uh, Avengers power guys. There's like, like an evil captain America. It's like they, the humans took, uh, you know, uh, uh, the DNA of the Avengers and put them on into regular super soldiers. Mm-hmm. So we get like a Captain America, a Goliath, a Thor, um, and one other one I can't remember. But like, there's wasp already is, an Iron wasp Man. We've is already like, seen like flying around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wasp, and we've already seen like evil Iron Man flying around. Like, mm-hmm. fucking hey, what's going on? Yeah, this you know, is all I, great. I love that this just <laughs> this throws you so into the deep end. You know, it's just like, <laughs> whoa, the government has created a bunch of Captain Americas for us to fight. Like, you know, for the X Men to fight. Like, 
this is crazy. This is the this is the 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 race war that the X Men has always threatened. You know, this is mm-hmm. the humans versus mutants, you know, thing. But the humans are not just Sentinels and like army men. It's like, oh, the superhumans are at it too. Yeah, you know, it, it's this, this is neat. so like, fun. Yeah, this is so good, and because yeah. it, it's everybody using their powers too. Like it's just all, and it's all bonkers. Like all of the human and robot stuff is just so weird and 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 out there and outlandish, and it's like all of it really works for me. Whereas stuff like the. Um, Anything in space, like the weird designs they do there, doesn't really work for me at all. But like, for some reason, no. this, these, these big, clunky, almost humanoid robots just really, really like just they. Especially when they start getting tore up by mutants, like I'm, I'm in, I'm into it. I'm, you got me, you got me hooked from the beginning. Yeah, I like, I like uh, time travel stuff. One thing I was thinking about when we did the last episode, and the last episode was long enough, so I didn't bring it out. But the X Men are really weirdly, uh, at least in cartoon and adaptation uh, form really kind of dependent on what their antagonist is right like the x-men mm-hmm. if they have room to grow if they're if it's about like human you know mutant right issues things like that uh time travel i think works really well for them um you know apocalypse really works pretty well as a as an x-men villain because of his uh his kind of theming you mm-hmm. know and that makes the x-men shine and then like space and savage land and psychic plane like just work less you know uh so they're kind of they're very defined by what they're set up against it feels like sure and this feels like a really good, even though this isn't, I mean, it's, it's an X-Man story, but it's much more about Xavier um, than it is anything else. And um, <clears throat> it's kind of, it's all about the absence of the X-Men uh, because without that presence, like obviously that's, that's what causes this war. Uh, but it's, it's much more focused on just Wolverine and Storm. And I think like, re, like kind of scaling it down to just those two primary characters and what they care about or it's works for this episode a lot because there's just so much crazy shit happening not to say that like you know we still get some stuff with bishop and with uh like all of these other side characters we're about to be introduced to but it really seems focused on storm and and wolverine in a way that they don't often do with the x-men and it's just like Mm. especially especially in a um all hands on deck like we have to go we we, you know we we have to go fix the timeline kind of stuff like normally you don't get these these moments uh, for character development and there's some really good stuff in here with wolverine and I, i like it a lot yeah yeah, I like it a lot too. Um, and we're going to get that intersection, you know, with the X-Men as a metaphor for civil rights stuff, it kind of exists instead of, right? So like mm-hmm. you you have bigger fish to fry. There are mutants. So the things with like, kind of like racial or sexual orientation stuff just kind of acts like it doesn't exist. You know, like they've done some, some token stories where like North Star gets kind of bashed because he's gay, that kind of thing. But uh, for the most part, like they, they, one exists instead of the other. Like mm-hmm. the mutant metaphor supersedes the civil rights metaphor, which is part of the reason why like people who don't go in on that or who criticize it, that's one of the reasons is it's just like, well, you're making a comparison of having like super cool superpowers to like actually, you know, making 70 cents on the dollar. Like that's not a very good, you know, <laughs> that's, that, that's not a good trade. Um, so this actually deals with like having both in the world too, just this, this set of episodes. So not only mm-hmm. is that that good Wolverine character development, but Super, super cool. Um, so, you know, the gigantic fight, We Wolverine is very good in it. Um, we go uh, Bishop and Shard show up. Yeah. They they have gone and, back uh, in time. Um, and to, and they, they, like, find Wolverine and Storm and tr- basically lay this time travel pitch on them, which, like, they're in the midst of this battlefield, right? Like, there's all kinds of craziness going on. They're in kind of a med bay is where they find Wolverine and Storm. And, um, like... Because Gambit, 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 Gambit got fucked up. Gambit got fucked up. That's the right. Only thing our, he does our, during this whole recession is get shot. <laughs> he got shot once. Um, but they pitched this time travel stuff, and like Wolverine and Storm are both like 
this doesn't sound right at all. Like, who is Xavier? What's an X Man? Like, how do, how do you know who we are? That kind of thing. And uh, it's just the craziness of like, I need to go find you in the middle of a battlefield where you're fighting for your lives and you know your kind, and like convince you to go back in time for a few hours with me. Like, that's a crazy. <laughs> I love I love like having to convince people of time travel stuff. Like, that's some of my favorite stuff in the world. Yeah, it makes me think of like you know it's not the exact. Uh, situation but you know we're in a, a terrible hellscape right now and just imagine like you know you and i are recording this and then bishop and shard show up in our apartments or yeah, in our we, house we, we, just like hey we could have you know 2017 is a mistake we can help you avoid it well you go back in time and like destroy it and it's like oh well shit maybe yeah you know, absolutely let's do it do we, yeah. who do we have to kill for bernie to win what do we have to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep um so yeah they eventually do convince uh Wolverine and Storm of what's going on, but it, it takes some time, and uh, like they have to like fight their way through some of this. Um, at one point, they just like kind of run as a like a giant robot is is coming by, and there's this weird shot where as they're running under this giant robot, it shows it from like the middle of the robot's chest down where there's like a gangway and there's another tinier robot that like looks down and notices them. (laughs) Yeah. It's tiny tusk all over again, but this tiny robot looks down and like, it's like, Oh, there's some X-Men down there. I'm going to shoot them. (laughs) I just like the fact that there's like, there's robots inside of robots inside of other robots. It's, it's extremely good. Uh, but they finally like go like hide out in this building so that they can, um, finally convince uh wolverine and storm to do this and wolverine immediately catches on to the fact of like hey i you know if this happens like we probably won't be married and she's and storm says something like are you willing to lose a whole world of people just to just to just to keep me and he's like yeah absolutely i'm ready let's do it yeah (laughs) which like like, of course i am like she has to convince him every step of the way you know because it makes like you know the the kind of thematic strength here is like the world is super super terrible um and this is like the one good thing he has in his life and he's holding on to it much harder than you would hold on you know if things were better right like that's what they're trying to get at is that like he's holding on to this one thing this this marriage this love because the world is so shitty you know, it's like he doesn't want to give it up. But he has to be like kind of dragged along, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I like this because uh, the, really the only like romantic stuff we've seen with Wolverine is mostly with Jean, which is mm-hmm. uh, especially in the movies comes off as completely inappropriate. But in the comic books comes off just or excuse me, in the cartoon comes off a little bit better, but still not great. And then like weird dead exes that have been cybernetically enhanced to have long claws and be super annoying, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. like that's the only kind of exit. So it's nice to see Wolverine in this romantic situation where it it makes sense, like the fact that these two characters would be together, and also is totally appropriate and cool, and for him to be way into her, like that's great. I, I really really yeah. like that. Um, and the, the comics have hinted at this in various ways yeah. from time to time, like this thing. But this is you know as explicit as it's become. I mm-hmm. feel like. So they go, uh, there, there's a there's a moment here where I think Bishop refers to Wolverine as like, The new Wolverine is as dense as the old one. I like the fact that no matter what timeline, Wolverine just kind of hates Bishop on site. Like, no matter what world yeah. we live in, he's just like, fuck this guy. Um, the, the downside is I think they changed Bishop's voice actor. It definitely sounds uh, that way. And that, yeah. yeah, that bums me out. He's not quite as, like, bombastic and, like, his accent is really... You they know, also have. Uh, they've also stopped putting the uh, harmonica noise in every time that he talks, which yeah. is uh, which yeah, is no another has his musical cues. Yeah. Um. So we we kind of find out what actually happened here. Um. We get this little scene with the the Sentinel, uh, and we find out the Sentinel sent back a character named uh, Trevor Fitzroy mm-hmm. uh, to go kill Nimrod. Fitzroy was a big deal in the comics again. 
Um, he's one of the upstarts, uh, which is a series of characters that uh, worked with the uh, the game master. Um, there's there's a whole whole thing in the mid '90s, but essentially he is a time traveler. Uh, and the way that he his mutant power works uh, in the cartoon, they kind of narr- uh, you know defang it a little bit um, because he just knocks somebody out. He like drains some of their life force to travel mm-hmm. through time. In the comics, I'm pretty sure people die. I think he has to kill somebody to jump through time. Jeez. Um, he's got a weird little guy with him uh, named Bantam, who is a, a, a little like chubby butler uh, that he has that, uh, you know, his power is to like aim him at the right time. So he just has a little comic sidekick and master mold says, or the Sentinel say like, Hey, we, we're not going to trust you. You know, if you do this, like you're going to be the most powerful mutant alive. He's like, well, I'll be the only mutant alive. And they're like, that's right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you, you got it, but we also don't trust you to do that yourself. So we're going to send back Nimrod as well. Yep. Uh, yep. There's a, uh, there's a really great moment here where uh, he brings master mold brings a mutant up for Fitzroy to get charged up. And Fitzroy, yeah. uh, like, you know, drains him and, like, creates the portal and says, like, he'll be right in a couple of days. And Master Mold just says, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I love that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, not, just don't care at all. Like, what, what if you want, do you need two, do you need two mutants? Like, we can give you two. No big deal. <laughs> Classic Sentinel dialogue. Classic Sentinels. Um, uh, they so, go back to, yeah. uh, we go back to our, our heroes who go back in time to 1959, um, where Charles is having, like, a conversation with somebody named professor gray. Uh, and I'm only calling yeah, that out Jean because Grey's like, dad. yeah, that just seems presumably. Yeah. That just seems really weird. Uh, or just like odd in the, like the, I don't know. I'm like, maybe the comics go like real deep into, uh, Jean gray's like biology. I know there's a sister at some Parents. point, but yeah, but I don't, yeah, it's just weird to see him showing up now, but he's basically like doing the opposite of what Charles Xavier normally does. And he's actually saying like, no, no, I don't think like mutants are going to be possible at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bishop shows up and just like yells crazy shit at Xavier immediately. Like there's no like, hey, how are you? I'm Bishop. Uh, you, you're not going to know me and this is going to sound weird. He just shows up and is like, we need to protect you from the time traveling killers. You're in danger. <laughs> like it's well, just. He, he, uh, <laughs> but he, he does say, uh, you know, hey, you're wrong. Like one generation, yeah. you know, mutations are possible. Like he answers the conversation. And then says, so, so while Xavier is like, uh, uh, then he goes, uh, you know, and I'm a time traveler sent to do this. <laughs> it is like so much. <laughs> and again, and just people, you know, acting, uh, you know, reasonably in this, um, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe you. And then he's like, well, read my mind. Like, this is actually, you know, this thing where people are, uh, re- responding reasonably. And this is where Xavier says like, you know, oh, I don't really like to use my mind reading powers unless, you know. Uh, in, in, unless I have to. And so that makes that whole conversation he was having with professor gray. Like he's faking it. He's putting on mm-hmm. a show that he doesn't believe because he doesn't want mutants to get out. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want that, that to become a popular conception. Uh, but he does read their mind and is like semi convinced at this point. They're going to talk it out. They go to this like jazz club um, and everyone's <laughs> well, still dressed like themselves. Right. So like sure. yeah. Bishop is dressed like Bishop. Shard is dressed like Shard. Fucking post-apocalyptic Age of Apocalypse Wolverine and Storm mm-hmm. are still hanging out mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. Uh, but Wolverine and Storm keep holding hands because they love each other. And then that's what the bartender gets pissed off about. Yep. It's bad enough I have to serve you freaks at the college, but I'm not going to have their kind in here. And uh, yeah. gestures and, and towards Bishop says, and Storm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love Storm's yeah. line about it. Or, this is, is this ra- like race? Is this, 
racism? <laughs> like this is almost yeah, quaint. Is this, is this skin, skin-based racism? And it's not. It's not just uh, Bishop and Storm being there. It's Wolverine and and Storm holding hands. It's the the miscegenation that he doesn't like. Yeah. Um. Super, you know, super crazy. And they're just like, and and Wolverine's not going to have that shit. You know, he's just like, yeah, you just threatened the you know the woman I love. Like, get fucked. Uh, and the guy has like a, a shotgun. He doesn't care about you know Bishop's gun the size of a person that he's brought in <laughs> you know, or any of this stuff. Like that's clearly from the future. He just cares about this racism. So he he's like Crusher, low blow. <laughs> like show him what's up. No, he no, dude. It's moose it's uh, it's, yeah, Moose yeah. and Rocco. I love these names, dude. Like these are just straight up yeah. like porn star names at this point. Like this is yeah. just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Moose, Moose Cockington and Rocco Safretti or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Cockington up, up. of the of the <laughs> of the Miami, Miami Cockingtons, of course. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the Miami Cockingtons actually became the Miami Dolphins. Like it was a, mm. a thing. It was mm. an offensive name, but the, <laughs> that's, um, that's why New Orleans doesn't have a basketball team, and the, it's U, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> yeah, it used to be the New Orleans Clits, and it it just they decided to change it because some people thought it was offensive. Some um, people. They uh they come over and they do a fight where it's like here's here's you know four future mutants who have enough ordnance to like level the army versus like two you know Dick Tracy villains uh, who come over. Yeah, and Wolverine pretty handily uh like just basically takes care of these two uh porn star bouncer guys, and um he has a great line in here. Now you can either apologize or i'm gonna show you how intolerant i can be what that's just i love uh, <laughs> fucking wolverine being like the, the 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 surprise sjw in the x-men animated series is like one of my favorite things ever mm-hmm. uh but uh storm is actually really disappointed in all of this because he's done it again he's let his temper get in the way of what he was actually supposed to do and because in the middle of all of this xavier has jetted out like they've lost xavier yeah yeah, which is like the one thing they're not supposed to do. Like Storm even says, "Like, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, protect Xavier." He goes, "Okay," and then he just gets into a bunch of fights and doesn't. Did we talk about them letting uh, Xavier read their minds in order to confirm that all of this crazy shit is actually real? We said it. Yeah, we said it was going to happen. Okay. It just it happens in the cafe, not yeah, before yeah. the cafe. Um, so no. they so Xavier knows this is real, uh, and he leaves. And when they try to find him, Storm runs across somebody that looks like Xavier, but turns out to just be Nimrod in disguise. Which I don't know why he was in a disguise because he just literally turns into Nimrod, and there's a big fight. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's what happens. Uh, and they 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 manage to like they do a pretty good job of taking down Nimrod, but of course Nimrod every time you blow him up, he kind of learns, and then he can just reassemble himself again. Um, but during that fight, um, as they're as they took out Nimrod, they realize that uh, Fitzroy has set up this bomb, and it goes off. And that's we're right back to the very beginning of the episode where we saw Xavier walk through the door and trigger the electronic fuse or, or whatever <laughs> that like Wolverine talked. Yeah, and explodes, and Wolverine. And, excuse me, Logan dies. Nope, sorry, Xavier dies. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we can't uh, get through this part without talking about how it's in slow motion. Oh yeah. Yeah, this, like this, this is this is this is insane. Like it, we we get this close up, and I thought there was something wrong with my my VLC player because <laughs> he does a slow close up push in on Wolverine, and he goes no, and then switches over to Bishop doing that. Like the the last like forty five seconds of the episode are in slow motion and with voices. Uh, super super amazing. It's, it's amazing amazing stuff. It's really really funny, and um, 
the episode ends with a to be continued. Uh, are your rips? Because I'm using mostly my own rips. Like I've got the DVDs mm-hmm. and I'm just ripping. But for this one, for some reason, I guess I downloaded it at some point, put it on my server because it's got like uh, like an end of episode preview. And the preview for it is for a pre for an episode of uh, where Gambit goes back to Louisiana, where we have the whole marriage yeah. thing. And I'm like, yeah. this is this. Was it really this, this out of, of order? sequence? <laughs> like it's part one. You have a part two. Like what? <laughs> I know that episode names can be confusing, but seriously, <laughs> like this seems weird. Um, so, so the, not to not to harp too much on the slow mo thing, but I, I went to verify. So I found like a YouTube like shitty rip where it's all pitch shifted and and in a tiny window just to make sure that does the slow down. And it is for at least it's a twenty two minute cartoon. That includes like opening credits and end credits. So it's probably about 20 minutes, fully 45 seconds. So like 5% of this cart cartoon is in this slow motion. <laughs> like it is very, very special. It's uh, very, it's very special. It's really bizarre. Like the, some of the choices that they've been doing, we, we haven't talked a lot about it, but like some of the, like the wipes and stuff that they've been incorporating in this season are just really weird and bad. And like some of the, um, there's a scene in the second episode we're about to get into that, uh, it's just like they they kind of like face shift it almost like they do a weird color shift where it seems like they just like slam the contrast down and then right back up to normal again and i just like some of the stuff that they're doing to i guess probably take care of these animation problems that they're having having is is just some of it looks really bad yeah um so this immediately goes into part two which there's much less to talk about uh one man's worth part two bishop shard and the alternate present versions of wolverine and storm will have one more chance to save Xavier from being killed before he founded the X-Men, if they can survive the alternate future ruled entirely unopposed by Mastermind. And that's kind of the problem, is there's so little of that second bit. Yep. You know, if they had to actually do more adventure in the future, like, I'm cool with that, but that doesn't really happen. Um, so we pick up, you know, on, on Xavier getting blown up. Mm-hmm. And team rushes over, and it's like, it's too late, and Bishop's like, listen, Wolverine, you fucked up. Like, you know, yeah, this was job. all your fault. <laughs> Yeah, if you had just not fault. fought the racist in 1959, like it's 1959 dog. Yeah. I wasn't fighting the racist. Come on. Yeah. yeah and I am black. Um, the, uh, so, you know, and Wolverine doesn't apologize for shit, you know, of course. Um, so he, uh, you know, the, 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 the cafe owner at this point pops up, like while they're kind of Bishop and Wolverine are saber rattling and says like, Hey, yeah, those are the guys who fucked up my, uh, you know, my bar. Um, and also some of them are black, go get them. And, uh, you know, the cops <laughs> go to do it. And then they, they, uh, we switch back to an alternative future where the gang has gone back to try, you know, one more time. And I do, do one more little thing. Yeah. One last caper. Um, but when they go back into 2055, they find forge looking drastically different. He's mostly robot now. Uh, whereas before he just had like a robot leg. Um, now he is 90% robot. And um, I can't even describe how he looks now. It's like, really business. Like, really weird. <laughs> it's not a robot. He's like weird biobot. He looks like one of these the, the, those fucking Warframes, man. Like it is all like like really really contoured. Like what if you took a robot and the metal panels were the shape of muscles instead of yeah. You know yeah. that's what those, those Warframe things look like to me, and it's why why that's so ugly to me. They look like Forge in the future in this this thing. I I, I, I could see a Forge frame. Like I could be into a Forge Warframe. I'm into that. Uh-huh. I don't think I could be into Forge frame. It seems like one thing I like. That would then get connected to something I think like I don't think this is a good look for Forge. I think it looks bad. 
I think um, I think you were right to be turned off by that game. Like I, I, I know your taste a little bit from listening to podcasts and talking with you, and uh, mm. like that—that's not a game like that. I think you would really be into at all. So yeah, I'm very surprised by how how many of my friends are getting into it. Like just this free to play game from four years ago, like that yeah. a bunch of people are are diving into. I think it was just uh, like there was a lot of build up for Destiny Two that a lot of people were kind of turned off by, so they're looking for a drop in and out multiplayer game that you can go around and shoot some dudes and talk to your friends with and have a good time, and like that's it's scratching that urge more yeah. than more than Destiny Two because like Destiny Two was the was the hangout game for or Destiny One was like the hangout game for a lot of people, and you know Destiny Two looks almost exactly like Destiny One, so this is something new that you could have a hangout game with. So although what is, the fuck do I, I know? I'm playing the... Dragon's Dogma, so like I don't know anything about. Video games anymore which also everyone has gotten like into in a weird sudden way like in this weird like everyone's kind of switch over and i have nothing against dragon dogma like i that's been on my two playlist for a long time mm-hmm. uh you know but it, it is a weird thing where like all of a sudden like i know a bunch of people playing through dragon's dogma well that's just because just decided it decided to play it, at the same time it came out this week on ps4 that's the that's the big oh, thing that, that, yeah, yeah that's what it is Shit. yeah so. um but with the uh is uh destiny was it not um like is Destiny two? I haven't really been following it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the people not like Destiny two? Is it not P- people it that like people? Destiny one seem to really like Destiny two? Um, because but it's it's a lot of the same game from my understanding. And I've I've I played the beta. Like I just played like one story mission. And the people that are into it are really into it. But I think that like Destiny one it's not different enough for people to go back and spend those kind of hours into or like the people like CJ mm. and Patty who are kind of like the biggest voices for Warframe right now. Um, to go back to because it's just not enough there. So, uh, and this is free and it's fun and it's, you know, weird and quirky and different and kind of janky in a good way. And like, I think next week they're rolling out a, uh, like an open world component. So it's not even going to be level based anymore, which sounds completely bizarre. Hmm. Uh, so I think it's just a, you know, it's just kind of the game finally like kind of came into its own for the last three or four years. And yeah, but man, like, if I didn't have uh, like a couple of dudes from the Duckfeed network like hanging out, not from the network, from the Duckfeed Slack, uh, like hanging out with me and like walking me through the beginning part of that game, it would. It's just so fucking overwhelming. Like you pick up. Yeah, I've heard the tutorial. Crazy. Is, is, it's real is really bad. bad. Yeah, like and you go in and like you have access to tons of like consumables and like upgrade materials and all of them have like weird garbage names that don't mean anything. And you know, like you're, you're collecting like eight different currencies and like, it's just, it's all over the place with that stuff. And it's, once you get into it, it's fun. Like at the default mags that they the default frames that they give you aren't very fun, but like I got an ice one and the ice one's pretty dope. Like I can shoot an ice beam mm. at people and they freeze and I can shoot their head and they explode. And that's really satisfying. Mm. Um, but like, it's just, it's just one of those games where it's just there's a lot in it, and you can just keep playing it. So, <clears throat> yeah, now, Dragon's Dogma is fun like, too. Yeah, I, re- I really want to play Dragon's Dogma. That's actually like on my list. You know, that's a, the on list of things I haven't played that I think I would like. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like I think um, you know Destiny Two looks amazing and Warframe looks bad. Like you know, neither of those designs do a whole lot for me. I just think Warframe looks like like weird and not good as far as like the robot designs. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you and yeah, Allison talking about that on Twitter. Like the, the aesthetic just doesn't appeal to you. And I, I yeah, can see that. Is, like, aesthetic's real rough. I, mm-hmm. it, what I need to do is just mute it. Like, I, you know, I just need to, to get into my mute filters. So I don't have to stop hearing about it. Cause it's one of those things where it's just like every once in a while I get something, you know, like it doesn't actually bother me that like people like the design of those robots. Mm-hmm. It's just like the way that when you have people who are your friends constantly saying something, you know, like there's a conversation going on and it's like, it's not, the the phrasing I'm looking for is rubbed in my face, but it's not really being rubbed in my face. It's just something I have to see every yeah. day. Is someone being like, "Look how beautiful this is," and it's just a you know a big 
metal muscles. You know, it's just muscle mm-hmm. structure of a human, like a skinless human with metal instead of muscles. I'm like, man, that does not look good. Like, I just don't see it. And it just, it's force, it's confronting me with it, yep. uh, you know, multiple times a day, every day. You know, so I just, I just need to mute all Warframe talk. Um, so that's, that's the lesson from this episode. <laughs> yeah, is to mute uh, all Warframe chat. But that's something that Twitter is... Mute, mute the is, stuff that bothers you. you is know? really, really weird at nowadays because it just, like, I find myself getting mad at stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, it's just people, like, wanting to enjoy something or wanting to share something. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm so overdone with this uh, Rick and Morty conversation. Like, I don't even think it's a conversation yeah. worth having anymore. And I'm, I watch that show a lot. Like, I like that show a lot. But like the fans are ridiculous and then the people hating on the fans being ridiculous are now getting to the point where that's ridiculous and it just becomes like this snake eating its own tail. And yeah, yeah, dude, I'm like, I saw uh, Josh from Canada Rents the other day. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have to just mute all Rick and Morty instances because like, I just don't care about any of this argument because it, it is, it's all yeah. dumb. And the, the, and argument, being, the argument's <clears throat> been, been done, you know, like it, it is a thing where there's just not, there's not a whole lot to say about it Yeah, anymore. I just, I just need to remember that I have that tool available to me. Cause like, I also like, I never need to hear about PUBG ever again. You know, like I just, I just don't, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not gonna, it's not for me and I'm not interested and it's not, you know, I know people are just having fun and just trying to share that and that's fine. You know, like I don't, I don't want to be the person who like pops in and except for Mario rabbits. Cause I, I'm always going to be the person who pops in and shits on your rabbits. But like <laughs> other than rabbits, like I don't, I don't want to be the person who's like, just like, man, this is this, I think this sucks and I need everyone to know it. But I also don't want to be the person who's constantly having it shoved in their face because it's the one thing everyone's talking about. Yep. You know, there's just gotta be a way to like, like peacefully opt out of this stuff. I saw somebody requesting, filter, is, um, it, is it? I saw somebody requesting the ability to mute stuff that, uh, to mute phrases that appear in like screenshots taken. So like, you don't have to see like screeds of stuff. Like I really wish that was a feature. I was was just, I was just texting about that. I just tweeted about that today because I keep seeing, uh, memes about the star Wars trailer and I didn't know there was a star Wars trailer. And I was like, how how miraculous is that? Like mutes are amazing. (laughs) You know, like like, people keep like throwing around this like screenshot of like, Oh, I hope they don't kill Luke. I'm not, I don't want to see Luke Skywalker die. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking, you know, Space Wizard TV show. You're going to see Luke Skywalker die. Like, it's the most dramatic thing they could do. And Mark Hamill's a million years old. Like, yeah, it's like, going to happen. They, they kind of have to kill that dude in order for that series yeah. to keep, keep going. And he's, um, he's been living for like hundreds of years in the fiction or something like that. Like, I don't know exactly what's going on with him, but like, you know, that's going to happen. And people are just, you know, doing this meme. And again, I get that they just really love, you know, Luke Skywalker. I just don't want to see it. So I, if I had that image mute, you know, if, if I had smart enough, like 10 eye technology to look at things and just like, I don't want to see the font. I don't want to see the name Luke, <laughs> any the image or anything. Just erase it from my reality. Yeah. And I don't ever want to see anything Star Wars ever again. Yeah. Oh that, my God. That's the compromise. I'm not going to get on your shit. Get rid of all of it. <laughs> you probably didn't see it, but um, I, I retweeted somebody posting in the, I guess there was a book that came out that was based on, that has like that Poe Dameron guy from the uh, episode seven. And yes. it was him officiating a wedding ceremony. Have you? Hmm. Did you see this tweet going around? No, Pro- no, I have. I have Poe muted. You have, yeah. So no, if anyone Poe. talked about Poe in it, it doesn't come come up. I, I don't know. I'm just going to tell you about it, and I'll link you it later if if you just if you want to read the full thing. But um, apparently, somebody had uh, put fart juice in the uh, in like the the. <laughs> whatever shared drink that everybody was going around. So during this wedding ceremony, everybody, including the the bride and groom just start farting all over the place. And like, 
it's treated as like this like pressure release from like being at war or everything but like 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 the phrase loud sonorous fart is used at one point like just the most bizarre that's this real is, fucking weird <laughs> this is a book about this is like a book of like from disney right <laughs> like this is i don't i don't understand what's happening in the star wars universe man i just i just really don't yeah that that's that's extremely strange I, I do not know. <laughs> so, well, they, they come up. So, you know, we'll get back to the episode for people who, who are not here for this. But the um, it went around for a little while um, of the, the clip from Game of Thrones of when, like, Daenerys, like, is in the slave pits and she, she flies away on her dragon. And then when she lands, she just immediately there's like two paragraphs of George R. R. Martin describing her diarrhea. And it's real, mm-hmm. like it happens in the book, and it's just like mm-hmm. this long scene of just like, what if Daenerys Targaryen, first of her name, the Breaker of Chains, just like literally had the worst diarrhea that this, you know, this this lyrical poetic writer can imagine, um, you know, and that's going to go in the book. You know, it is like I don't know what's going on with authors, man. Like I, I don't <laughs> like what has just happened to people who write books who who need to do uh, art juice and. uh and 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 liquid shits all over their their fantasy and sci-fi i um i was a big uh as a as a young teenager i was really into the Zanth novels by Piers anthony oh and, yeah, uh, yeah i think we've talked about that me too ha- have we yeah yeah because i was i got i got deep into those into that series and then um like one of my earliest internet like don't ever get to know your heroes things was finding um some sort of excerpt from a book that he wrote it was a, a bio uh, autobiographical thing where he was talking about like getting like graphically describing the enemas that he would get and how it made him a better person or something and i'm like i don't want to like i was already done like it was already a little creepy but now i am officially done with all the xanth novels like i don't need to see any of that any of that stuff at all what is weird what is it with weird butt stuff and like fantasy authors man that's just so weird yeah i don't know and the thing is is like all those things are perfectly fine to me like i'm a man who has more than his fair share of diarrhea probably uh you know i i've been known to fart and even to supple upon the fart juice, but I don't write about, it. you know, yeah. just like the, the adding it to the fiction and being like, this is, this has to be part of my space fantasy. This like sonorous fart scene is just very strange to me. You know, that's the part like that I don't get. Uh, Piers Anthony goes way deeper than that. Like not only is he like way into his enemas and stuff, but like those books are sexist. Oh my like, God. Yeah. I, Going I, back I didn't to realize revisiting that, kid, that stuff like, is just, whoa. Oh my God. Yeah. And even, you know, this is just duck feed, like SJ, you know, fucking duck feed, uh, you know, SJWs. But like the, literally the, the main character, the main female lead of the first novel is a character, a, a woman who is ugly when she, you know, smart when she's ugly and beautiful when she's dumb. Yep. And it, and it goes with the tides. It's like this period, uh, you know, menstrual cycle metaphor. And like, man, how did this get published? Like, go fuck yourself, fears Anthony. And like. I say this as somebody who's read the first twenty of those. You know, oh, I can, I'm, I'm like, probably that deep too, man. Like I, I, I remember yeah, like going into like the twenty. And, oh yeah, 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 uh, yep, uh, I remember that. You know, all that oh, shit. Jesus, I um, okay. I'm just look. I finally found these pictures, and it's like from this uh, Star Wars book, and it's uh, do you snap Wexley? Take whoever I'm not going to try to pronounce the name to be your before his insides erupted, before his insides erupted in the most atmosphere ripping flatulence the galaxy ever heard is the quote. Oh my that, god! Yeah. When when Brian Wade like reads something like that, do you think that he's ever like like yes yes this is fucking hilarious and good, or do you think that he's just like I like this except for this? No, I think it's it's definitely not um, a lot of Brian's appreciation from 
listening to his podcast a little bit. It's is mostly comes comes from like reading it when he was young and kind of getting jazzed about some of the characters. That's, that's but, true. But definitely not like taking it in all in as a whole because there's a lot of really bad stuff that's in there. I know. Um, I'm just teasing Brian. Yeah, I know, like, Brian's I an idiot. Like I just I you know I just wanted to. But here's the thing about Brian. I wanted to that I wanted to bring up. He's really into farts, so he's probably really into this. Like when he was down here, man, that's all he talked about was just farts. <laughs> it was really weird. I don't, I, 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 you know, I wasn't wasn't really going to say anything. He went on a different podcast uh, the, called The Salt Report and like said really nice things about me and Autumn, and we're like, oh, they're great people. I had such a great time, but I, I didn't want them to make this public. But it was just like ninety percent farts, and that was really yeah, that was it. That was all he no, talked about. No, when, when he's talking about his conversation, so it was just it was talked about, not like the 90 percent of the noises that came out of him were no, no 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 if, okay. if he was farting he was doing it in, a, in like away from us and we didn't we never in, in like like a, like a gentleman yeah he was farting like yeah. a gentleman <laughs> you yeah. walk like an egyptian and fart like <laughs> a gentleman like a gentleman <laughs> <laughs> what happened when you this is the most this is the longest derail we've ever had on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> How we got to so, right? Star Wars farting is a really, really fantastic. I, I love it I, so I, much. I, I, <clears throat> well, 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 let's get back. We we're talking about Bishop's like shitty outfit where he's all robot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so the big thing with Bishop in the future is that he's all scared and, and doesn't want to help them because he's like, no, they're, you're part of the resistance. What's that? Like we all serve master mold, master mold owns. Um, and it's just like, what? And he's like, yeah, we've never even used this time travel machine. We just have it just there in case if I use it, they'll know. Da, da, da. And uh, the robots actually show up because they detected our time traveling heroes, and we get into a fight. Mm-hmm. And these are like enforcers, is what Forge calls calls them. Yeah. And uh, they're basically like souped up Sentinels, right? Like they don't have that classic purple and and like light purple <laughs> coloring or anything. Uh, but <laughs> they're they're more or less just Sentinels. Uh, like, and they they are kind of fighting them, and they they do a pretty good job of taking care of these. Uh, and throughout this entire thing they're trying to convince forge to that they're real people and that he needs to help them and send them back into time so for a second shot uh forge you know there's never been a resistance um they've he's never sent anybody back in time it's not allowed uh so this takes a little bit to happen and finally they do convince him to to do it and after they do it for the rest of the scene wolverine and uh bishop just yell at forge constantly like are you finished yet you know you gotta hurry up like, yeah, there's just, a part where Wolverine literally says, "Like, if you don't finish, you're gonna become acquainted with these," and like shows his claws or something, <laughs> <laughs> just to like, you know, disembowel Forge for not <laughs> fixing the time machine fast enough. So, hey kids, don't you want to be like this? Um, it's super, super weird. Um, so that you know they're doing this. They they uh they're they're making the time machine. Fitzroy reports back to Master Mold uh, at this point, and Master Mold says, "Like, well, you did it, but if Bishop's alive, he's gonna time travel and fuck this up. So you have to kill Bishop." you know, to, to get your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like after he leaves, master mold says like, Hey, Nimrod, after, Hey, uh, after Fitzroy kills Bishop, uh, make sure you kill Fitzroy. No more mutants, right? There's gotta, um, there's gotta be a more efficient way to communicate. If you're a, you know, future, uh, genocide creating robots <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Like, like Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, can <laughs> you just like, <laughs> I can't believe that you had to like, Hey, Nimrod, hang back. <laughs> Like let them yeah, go ahead yeah. so that I can whisper this in your robot ear and yeah, not just you like have to tie your, your your robot shoe for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's super weird. Like that they communicate through voices Voice. alone. Yeah. yeah, like Alexa, tell Nimrod to kill Fitzroy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like me to Google? 
Um, I'll probably have to. Do I have to beep no. that out? Like, uh, or does that just does it not work through podcasts? I don't actually have any of those voice machines. But uh, I know like Cole. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it does work, but fuck them. <laughs> like, if, okay, you, if cool. you invited the Amazon spy into your house, <laughs> you get to have it activated when somebody says Alexa. Yeah. Like, okay, good. You know, that's um, part of the price you pay. So, Alexa. So, yeah. Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> uh, buy all of the X-Men trades. <clears throat> the uh, So Fitzroy hearing this goes back to Bishop and it, like gives Bishop like a data log. It's like, this is going to explain everything. You guys get out of here. And uh, in this ensuing fight, because Enforcers have come back, uh, Forge has managed to get the time travel device working. Storm goes through immediately, uh, but as they're trying to get through, Shard takes a hit. And, uh, yeah. Because... Uh, and this so she, is where Bishop explains who Shard is. Yeah, well, this is it's right after this because she has yeah. to stay behind, and uh, so him and Wolverine manage to get through. Um, but Nimrod, excuse me, um, Shard has to stay behind, and it's pretty heavily implied that Nimrod kills her and Forge, like at the end. Like they don't show mm-hmm. it, but like they 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 showed Nimrod going right up to him, and then like the camera smashes back down to Bishop and Wolverine. So yeah, and th- and Bishop explains who it is, and it's just like I wouldn't count the old girl out yet. It's, well, you know. I don't know. That seems naive. Well, even uh, she says, like, if you succeed, then I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just going to be, yeah. like, everything's going to be cool. You're going to yeah, wipe this timeline out. Who cares if I If not, die? you know, I'm definitely going to be dead. So, mm-hmm. no pressure. Um, yeah, and then we get to, like, watch this whole uh, cafe altercation again, right? Like, this this, this time that the where the racist cafe owner comes over and, like, starts some shit with the most badass-looking dudes in the place. Um but as all of that's going on, like we see Xavier leave and Xavier actually walks out and runs right into a uh, future Bishop, not the Bishop that's back in the cafe, but actually the current Bishop that just went back in time. And, uh, Gary, I, I like these episodes a lot and I feel for the most part for, especially for a time travel episode, like most of the stuff works, but Xavier just kind of pretends like he doesn't know any of this. And I'm like, you literally just went, read all of these people's minds. <laughs> like the question to ask is yeah. not what, are, where are you from? It's where shard. <laughs> That's the question you should be asking right now. Yeah. Xavier is not the best <clears throat> in this. No. Um, you know, he, he's, he's could go along with this and can also like, he's got powers and stuff. There's no reason why he can't like detect that Fitzroy is there. Like he could be a player in this, uh, but he doesn't No, you know, it's just weird that they have to convince him again. And they even go through, like they, they take him back to, uh, the place where Fitzroy bombed for some reason. Um, and then like make him read their minds again for him to confirm that it's true. Uh, and it's I'm like, did you guys just, just do this? But it's a minor complaint in a weird time travel episode, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let it go. Um, they, uh, at when he does read everybody's minds, he says that one of them, uh, one of the three, Bishop Wolverine or Storm, doesn't want this, the mission to succeed. And uh, Bishop immediately turns to Wolverine and says, "Like you, you traitor!" And uh, I like this because Wolverine's like, just because I have my own personal beliefs doesn't mean I'm gonna let him get in the way of the mission. And uh, because he knows if he succeeds, it's going to wipe out this timeline with him and Storm. And right, right now, Storm is the love of his life. So, yeah, he kind of is kind of hoping that it doesn't work out, which yeah. is a neat moment. But also not letting him letting that get in the way of, like, saving the world, which is the thing that Wolverine wants to do. And that's really cool. Yeah, he's conflicted, you know, in, in a way that I that I appreciate uh, quite a bit. Uh, the, and then. Nimrod Cindy shows, shows up. up. Well, yeah. yeah, Cindy shows up as Nimrod. Cindy was uh, the other lady that was hanging out with Xavier and talking about evolution. Uh, and it's like, you know, Wolverine sniffs him or somebody psychically detects him or something. It turns out it's Nimrod. 
they fight Nimrod, you know, again, that's a losing game. Nimrod always reforms. Um, Bishop actually blows him up, but Fitzroy gets the drop on him and traps them in like a force field. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're in a bomb in this force field with a bomb inside. You're going to get fucked over. And then they show him the, 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 the PowerPoint that Fitzroy in the future made <laughs> saying like, Hey, don't blow everybody up. Cause you're just going to get, uh, you're going to get, uh, blown up. You're going to get betrayed. So, uh, everyone's going to die, including Bantam. And then Bantam is like, destroy Bantam. Not a good idea. And I know who Bantam is and why he's there. Because of because of I the comics, and stuff. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> just imagining like you or any kid watching this and just being like, "What the fuck is up with this chubby little butler that <laughs> this just guy. comes out and doesn't do anything?" Somebody, who, uh, who's this progeria baby? Somebody like, on Twitter said it was like a fun, uh, uh, Fantastic Four villain or something, or like a character from the Fantastic Four universe. But I don't, Phantom? I don't know this guy at all. Yeah, he he definitely hung out with Fitzroy. He might have originally showed up as a Fantastic Four character hmm. but like bantam was definitely a fitzroy guy because he always had this weird little goblin with him and these are the two episodes you watched i think when i yep. said like yeah mm-hmm. when you thought these were the beginning of the episode uh bishop ends up in the time stream with a like a much more like an interdimensional imp like not ban- bantam bishop has oh, another weird okay. goblin that shows up later <laughs> so we're we're not we're not done it's not yeah it's not bantam there's another weird little goblin that uh is the most annoying character in this cartoon so we got that to look forward to. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Um, um, so Fitzroy helps him. Um, and uh, Fitzroy, for some reason, decides to knock out Xavier to get his time travel juice. <laughs> I love so this. He's, like he's just like, sorry, nose. bro. I was, yeah. I was here to kill you. I'm not going to do that. But I'm still going to knock you out for a couple yeah. of days. That's really good. Um, and mm. then in a really good scene, uh, you know, Wolverine and Storm from the future where they're married uh, say like, hey, you know, that erase the timeline. How long do we have? You know, why haven't we disappeared? Uh, Bishop says, hey, as long as you have those you know, temporal transducers or whatever on your wrist, like you'll be okay. Um, you know, and they, how long did it last? Like a couple of days, you know, like they got a little juice in them, like you guys will survive, but then you'll disappear. And instead of just waiting for themselves to slowly fade out, they, they embrace and kiss and then turn off each other's armbands, uh, and kind of commit this like dual suicide, you know, uh, making sure that they, uh, you know, no longer exist, like, which is a very like romantic and sweet kind of moment. It is. It's really episode, nice. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, I'm, I, I'm hardcore shipping Wolverine and, and Storm right now from, from this timeline. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm into it. Like, I want to see these two. I mean, they don't. Like, they, as soon as they take off this thing, they go back to the picnic where Wolverine cracks his joke about the ants again. And, um, like, they kind of have, like, some, some casual flirtation. Uh, where a very creepy Xavier watches from a, from afar and is like, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, I guess Xavier remembers all of this stuff. Like that's- Xavier remembers, like that's the idea is that he's seen the, you know, them as like the, the couple and stuff, but has just kind of left it. Which is just more evidence that Xavier is definitely just like a working, like, like people can be working alcoholics, like functional alcoholics. He's a functioning insane person. Like if he knows the next hundred years of future and then he goes to form the X-Men, like that, that, that is just crazy. Like he, there's no way that he, he can handle that kind of stress. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, very nice ending. There's too, way too much, you know, we, we had that entire racist bar fight again. Mm-hmm. We have a, a lot. And for like, this is some pretty complicated time travel shit. You know, I think we, we deal with, you know, if you include the implied time that Bishop and Shard come from at all, like we're dealing with like four or five different timelines in this one. Like, I think it manages it pretty well. Um, I think that the real like coolness in these two episodes is the weird alternate future where everything has gone to shit, like a new take on a, uh, a dystopia. 
Yeah, this is this is yeah. really good, and I and I, and like the two episodes, like they work, like they work as a story, and I think that's that's something that sometimes the these multi episode arcs don't really do very well. Uh, but these two are, are really really great, and I the, what the show does extremely well at is getting across the designs from the comic books, and I can't mm-hmm. get an, I can't get enough of it. Like anytime we see, like I talked about it with um, Beast, like having his cool uh, Age of Apocalypse outfit, like that looked dope as hell. I like yeah. how Mister Sinister, his outfit did not change at all because he's just a sinister asshole, right? Like he's just yeah. he's already he's already he's like kind of a badass. Um, but I, I, I love all of this stuff. It, it works really really well. <clears throat> yeah. So so pretty you know pretty good uh, set of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I dig them. Um, and dealing with just, you know, like I like, uh, it's inconsequential in the way that time travel stories like always end up being kind of undone, but they will end up like the fact that Bishop has spent all his time traveling through time is I think what puts him into the weird time warp for later. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think that, so there will still be kind of repercussions coming from this. Cool. Um, thanks everybody for, for listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back in uh, two weeks. Um, we are cruising through season four. So if you have prompts, questions, things like that, hit us up, um, at duckfeed.tv slash contact, uh, and, uh, share those with us and we will save them for, uh, for the thing. We haven't talked about which movie we're going to do at the end of this one. And we got several options. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, if you're uh, if you're trying to keep up with the show because the schedule is all crazy, uh, go to daysoffuturecast.com slash schedule. I've got the the episodes that we're going to cover on each podcast all outlined for you. So uh, next week it's going to be Proteus, or excuse me, in two weeks it's going to be Proteus Part One and Proteus Part Two, um, which I'm only reading like the first ten words of each description and they look ridiculous. So that should be really fun, <laughs> and I'm really excited mm-hmm. uh, to, to cover those. And then um, and it, it sounded and, like you said uh, instead of Proteus, it sounded like you said Parodius, which is like that series of shooting games where you play sure, a yeah. little guy that, you know, mm-hmm. like a, so we're not going to be covering the, those, those games. Oh, uh, I don't think, uh, <laughs> sorry. Like those are not, <laughs> those are not continuity by a stretch. <laughs> uh, uh, and I just do want to, I do want to call out that our first episode in December is going to include have yourself a more like little Christmas, uh, or little Xmas. So, the timing is so good. I know, man, we, so that could not have worked out better. So, uh, I mean, we have, we have episodes coming out closer to Christmas, but like just our first December episode is going to be, that's going to be a solid, solid hit, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah days of slash schedule for all of that. Um, and then ratings and reviews on iTunes, patreon.com slash DuckDTV if you want to support the show directly. And, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. That's the most important part. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody. And, uh, we'll see you guys in about two weeks. Bye.